Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having you on the program. Warren D. Robinson, longtime favorite, personal favorite of the Price of Business show. He is a uh, writer, producer, director with uh, credits that include Netflix, Oxygen, and many others. Warren, always love to have you on the show. Warren, uh, what I love about having you on is I have a lot of guests who like to spend a lot of time talking about their resume, and you like to talk about our topics. And, and you just encourage people to check out WarrenBRobinson.com for, for uh, all things uh, Warren Robinson. Uh, but always like to always give you a, shot, a chance to shout out on anything specific that you are currently working on. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Now, the, the website is always the best because there's so much information there. and We just have such good time on our topics. We never seem to have enough time. So, no, I like to uh, – I get right into it for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's rock and roll on this topic. This is an interesting one, um, which is uh, criminal indictments against Trump are politically mo- motivated, but – He's still guilty is, is uh, you know, your take on it, and we're going to jump on that. Although I think that, uh, you know, the reality on, on some of these, they are just ridiculous. I mean, I, I take the Manhattan case, uh, for example. What, what Trump is guilty of doing, uh, getting someone to uh, do an NDA and paying large amounts of money for uh, Stormy Daniels, the uh, porn star, to sign that NDA, uh, that's a pretty common practice among rich people. Yes, he, he uh, fudged on information or, or lied, you can even say, on information. But again, fairly common. Here it comes out years later. That is not only political, but it's the kind of political stuff that I think takes the punch out of its potency and actually helps Trump's cause. But then you have Georgia. And Georgia's the kind of stuff where, you know, he is essentially trying to steal the, uh, the election uh, where, uh, you know, again, allegedly, neither one of us want to have the legal quandary of uh, new speaking. And, and that one looks at years of prison, and frankly, I think it couldn't be any more legitimate. In fact, it would be total neglect on the part of Georgia not to pursue that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, The Manhattan case, I think most people agree, is definitely an overreach there by prosecutors. That is something that Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan district attorney, is charging solely because this is Donald Trump. We can can say that, allegedly, but it's pretty clear to me that this is not the kind of charge that you would be bringing on a regular routine basis. Ironically, they may not even be able to bring this charge were it not for the fact that Trump was running for re-election because the underlining crime, that, which makes it a felony, because it, they could charge him for um, mislabeling these business records as a misdemeanor, but to make it a felony, it has to be in furtherance of another crime. The underlining crime is the fact that they're saying he did it to um, influence or to interfere with the election and to help his chances of getting elected, which is a federal crime. It's not even a New York state crime. So I have a lot of questions about whether or not you can even apply the law in that way, but I'm sure his lawyers will will litigate that. Now, even though it is completely a, a politically motivated crime, and we know Alvin Bragg would not charge anybody else with that, it doesn't mean that he didn't do it. It doesn't mean that he doesn't fit the elements, and it doesn't mean he's not guilty of actually 
fudging these business records to make it look like business, like he was paying Michael Cohen for legitimate legal fees, when in fact he was paying him to make these payments to Stormy Daniels. So if the, if the statute is allowed to be applied in the way Braggs is applying it, even though it is a completely politically motivated indictment, Trump may still be guilty and he may still end up possibly serving jail time for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> possible, yeah. Anything's possible. And, uh, but, you know, again, to me, um, I guess when you're so close to a subject and you're so ideologically and socially and politically opposed to someone, you can get blinders, right? You lose objectivity. Uh, but there's nothing about this case that makes me think that, uh, you know, that uh, it's going to hurt Trump politically, at least through the process of trying to get elected. This particular case, he's got so much stacked up, it's not even funny. It's a, it's a question when uh, Humpty Dumpty falls off the wall entirely. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but it's the kind of thing that almost fuels and bolsters Trump, who's made a career out of being a victim. Yeah. No, it does. I, I agree with you on the political front. I think this will only help him. When when Alvin Bragg announced this indictment, we were all expecting something much more substantial. And so all that did was further fuel the people who want to say that Donald Trump is being targeted, that everybody is coming after him, they don't want him to be president. It just fueled him. And, in fact, what we saw was his poll numbers rise. We saw him collect more money in donations as a result of this indictment. So in that way, in that sense, you're correct. Now, what happens, though, because right now this case is scheduled to go to trial before any of the other ones. What happens if it does go to trial before the election and he's convicted? Does that change um, the calculus in terms of if people will vote for a president now who would potentially have a felony conviction? And it's a state crime. So even if he wins election, he can't pardon himself. So there's a lot of questions, I think, that would come from that. And that's Donald Trump's biz biggest risk right now is what happens if he's actually convicted? Are people really willing to overlook that in the same way they're willing to overlook the indictment? I don't know, because we've never been in this position before. We've never had a president uh, who's been indicted or a presidential candidate who's been indicted. So we're really, you know, off in the woods right now. We don't know how this is going to affect him politically. So far, he's been Teflon, but how long will that last? Yeah, Teflon. Yeah, I used to think other politicians like Clinton and, and Reagan were Teflon, but I'm telling you right now, Trump is using a different material than Teflon. It is bizarre. Um, yeah, I, I think it's all interesting. I, what amazes me about Trump is his inability to think long term. Uh, yeah. He is, he seems to be constantly moving in the moment as if whatever he's going to do as a short-term solution is going to be a, an actual long-term solution. It's really weird to watch. It's the kind of behavior you get from adolescents, maybe from, uh, you know, uh, 15s and 16-year-olds. You don't really get, and I'm not being ugly or what I, dismissive. Yeah. I'm just saying it's that kind of undeveloped brain-type reaction that he operates from that clearly – uh, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel is a train. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he keeps scattering and moving, but, but this doesn't work. Well, you're absolutely right. Trump is a petulant child. 
He acts like a narcissistic, petulant child. That, that's who he is. That's how he behaves. That's also the thing that may stop him from being reelected. Listen, if Trump actually had a little bit of self-control and could be molded a little bit like most political candidates are, he would be a shoe-in, I think, to win re-election, especially with as unpopular as Joe Biden is right now. But because he can't. He has to say whatever he feels. He has to, you come at me, I have to come at you like a child. That, that's what's going to cost him um, this election. But you brought up an interesting point when you were talking about whether or not these indictments will actually fuel him and actually make him more popular. It's an interesting question because there's a question whether or not we should even be trying a former president in the first place. There are, there's a train of thought that a former president to do so would be too divisive and that it would upset the apple cart too much. And so we shouldn't prosecute former presidents. That was the line of thinking that uh, former President Gerald Ford went down when he pardoned Nixon. It was the ideal of it would be too divisive and we need to unite the country. If Trump is convicted, I think that raises the specter of whether or not we're going to be more divided and what kind of reaction is that going to cause in this country? Because already we've seen his supporters, and if you've watched conservative media, you know they have painted the picture that this is a political hit job. They have no faith in the Department of Justice. That could be a, a reaction that we're not prepared for. So I do think it's a valid question of whether or not uh, we should even be trying him as a, a former president. Well, I gotta say that uh, I, I've never had a real problem with it. Um, I think it's best avoided. I think Gerald Ford, under the circumstances, did the right thing in that situation. But Trump is so flagrant about it. I mean, he celebrates it. He does. He raises money on it. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks the law and then turns around and raises money for breaking the law. And so, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I don't think it's a good look, right? The United States likes to be a beacon of, of good government and, and uh, how societies are run properly. It's not a good look, you know, uh, but at what point do you uh, put uh, rule of law above keeping up appearances? Yeah, no, it's you're right, because if we don't prosecute him, then it sends a message that he somehow – above the law, and we don't want to send that message either. But I am worried about the reaction of what the country is, what's going to happen to the fabric of the country if he is convicted, especially on the federal charges. We could have, if you thought January 6th was a violent insurrection, if we prosecute and jail former President Trump, it does worry me what that reaction will be. And we have no way of knowing because we've never been in this kind of situation before. We've never been in um, this spot before where we've had this kind of popular figure, a former president who could potentially go to jail. So I do have some concerns about what the reaction is going to be. Is that enough of a reason not to prosecute him when he so clearly has broken the law? Uh, probably not. And again, this is all his own doing. This is yeah, all his own doing. I think that's why there's no sympathy there, especially the documents case. That is the silliest thing to be indicted for, because even though he took the documents illegally, all he had to do was give them back, and he wouldn't have been yeah. indicted for that. I can almost guarantee it. So, it of course. Know. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 mistakes happen. Uh, but when you operate from a belief system that you don't make mistakes, you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, he operates well, from that view. 
he's too narcissistic to admit that I did. I made a mistake, even though he did not take them by mistake. Let's be clear. There is ample evidence. He took those documents intentionally, even though the Justice Department was aware of that. If he had just returned them at any time before they had to raid Mar-a-Lago, he would not have been indicted on that charge. So that would be at least one indictment that he wouldn't have to worry about. And a big one. <laughs> and it, it is a big one. I mean, it's under the Espionage Act, and you yeah. know. But again, being narcissistic, being a child, being Donald Trump, he felt like I don't have to listen to anybody. I'm not giving these things back. These are my toys. You can't have them. And so now he has a um, he has a, a tough road ahead of him to try to uh, you know defend these charges. I mean, potentially four indictments, Kevin. I, you may can beat one, but can you beat four? That's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. He's got his, you know, and, and, and what can, you know, you think about opportunity costs, economics 101, whatever we do, one thing uh, activity-wise, we do that at the expense of other. He's, this, this whole uh, criminal situation is evolving into a full-time job. Uh, you know, when people run for president, they quit whatever else they're doing to run for president. <laughs> he can't quit this. <laughs> he literally can't quit this. Uh, I, I would like to do a little bit of uh, speculation as to how this unfolds. I have my own personal theory. I'd love to bounce it off you. I don't think either party wants a president uh, to go to jail. I don't think either party wants that. I don't think that's a good look. I personally think that uh, Biden, uh, frankly, has vulnerabilities in this space. Uh, he would not like to see his own uh, situation uh, go into uh, that direction with a lot of questions about how he made money after being vice president and his dealings with his son, uh, claims that he uh, had no idea what his son was doing while taking photos with his son and people with foreign countries that he was doing business with. Those kind of things, none of that pans well. So neither party would like to see this happen. Um, what do you think about the possibility of them working out a deal where somebody, uh, I don't know who, um, I would I would argue uh, someone in Trump's team, obviously, reaching out to uh, various levels of government and work out a deal where he, he takes a plea deal and he gets a, a, essentially a pass on the uh, other uh, other issues on all levels of government, and uh, you know, and, and obviously the whole situation would be predicated on I get all of these or I continue to run. I think that would be a, I think that would be hard to happen hard. for a number of reasons. One, um, you're going across different jurisdictions, so you would have to get four different jurisdictions to agree with that. So it would have to be federal prosecutors would have to agree. You'd also have to get Fonnie Willis, assuming that she's going to bring charges in Georgia to agree, as well as Alvin Bragg in New York to agree. Let's not also forget he has a huge case. Um, it's civil, but it could destroy his entire company coming up with Letitia James in New York. So all of these entities would have to agree <laughs> to that. Um, I just don't know that you could do that. And then Trump would have to agree to take a deal and uh, and not run for president. I just – he's so arrogant, and he so is arrogant. so confident in his own beliefs. I don't know that he would take a deal. I don't know that he would say, you know what, I'll, I'll go sit down and not run for office. I think that he sees the presidency as his path to getting rid of the at least the federal charges because I think he's going to pardon himself. So I don't know that I, I don't think I see him taking any deals. You'll see it happening, yeah. And, and we're not even talking about stuff that could happen, like Arizona, stuff in the Arizona. Uh, we're not talking about Michigan, false, you know, false electors in Michigan. 
How high up did that, did that go? So, I mean, the, the yeah. potential is endless. They get all this settled, and then they bring up new charges <laughs> from other entities that weren't part of that bill. It's possible. You know, here's the thing. Punishing a president, the fathers, the founders of the Constitution, the writers of the Constitution, the founding fathers, excuse me, intended for presidents to be punished politically. And we had a chance to rid ourselves of Donald Trump when the second impeachment trial happened and he went to trial before the jury. Uh, I mean, there he's impeached in the House and he went to sentencing before the Senate. And Republicans in the Senate failed to do their jobs. They failed to hold him accountable. They failed to convict him so that he could never run for office again. The Senate did not do that. That was where the opportunity to get Trump and, and to prevent him from ever running for office should have taken place. The criminal court system is not intended to prevent people from running for office. So I think that the Republican Party is now stuck with the, the man that they refused to convict in the Senate, and, and maybe that's what they deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and you, and you and I keep using this expression, the Republican Party, the Republican Party, the Republican Party. Frankly, the, the, the Republican Party is a hostage to Donald Trump, the Republican Party, the establishment. They're more terrified of him than in his camp, my opinion. And so much of this is driven, you know, this is the, uh, the uh, quintessential, uh, you want an, an example of, of the expression of uh, the tail wagging the dog, in, you know, in reality, this would be it. So many of these people... 20% of people who voted for Donald Trump voted for Barack Obama. These are people who just simply Correct. want disruptive, uh, uh, different government. They have no ideology. They have no philosophy. They have no loyalty. They're a lot like Trump. <laughs> and so, and so uh, you know, it, 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 do I, but I don't feel sorry for the Republican Party. The Republican Party needs to go through its own painful, painful process of cleansing itself. It'll be excruciating. Some will fall. All of them have too big of egos to let them be the one, you know, the falling on the altar. And the current presidential race is, is really quite interesting, which I didn't think it would be. Um, but uh, to watch Chris Christie in this whole dynamic, I have found very fa fascinating. I think Chris Christie, and I am no Chris Christie fan, just put it out there, uh, but yeah. Chris Christie seems to be the only one who understands that this party isn't going to move forward until it deals with Trump. And he's the only one really dealing with Trump, and honestly so. Yeah, he's definitely the most vocal um, in terms of punching at Trump. Uh, Asia, Asia Hutcherson, the former governor of Arkansas, as well as a Will Hurd, congressman from uh, Texas, they've also kind of been very critical of Donald Trump as well. But everybody else has pretty much um, – fallen in line. They are trying to take small shots at Trump, but not enough that they want to offend any of his voters, right? Even DeSantis the other day with, with CNN, he did an interview where on one level he's saying, you know, this is a political hit job and they shouldn't be indicting Donald Trump. But then out of the next breath, he's saying, but you should elect me because he has too much going on in order to be president. And Nikki Haley is saying something of the same kind. It's very confusing. It's very confusing, yeah. and I don't think that's a winning message. I think you're going to have to pick a side here. And so far, they're they're choosing Donald Trump's side. I don't know that that's gonna. I don't know that that's gonna bring them victory. Yeah, well, Trump is like a total gangster. 
And so, you know, the GOP has become a party of gangsters. And the only one who's going to beat Trump is the one who can most out-gangster Trump. And I look at I look at Chris Christie, who came out of nowhere, and yeah. at least is qualifying to, to participate in the first debate based on what uh, information we're getting, something Mike Pence hasn't been able to do. What has set him apart? What has set him about, apart is his clarity about Trump. And really, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's exactly, unfortunately, what the party needs. I don't see the in spite of the fact they've got an incredibly great candidate to beat in Joe Biden, the frail 80-year-old who has his own ethical issues. Uh, only Donald Trump, only Donald Trump could create a situation where the Republicans couldn't beat that guy. And we both know in the 2022 yeah. midterm elections that Joe Biden accomplished something that no sitting president had done since Franklin D. Roosevelt. And let me tell you, buddy, Joe Biden ain't no Franklin D. Roosevelt. Who did that? Donald Trump did that for mm -hmm. Joe Biden. That was a Donald Trump election. That was a Donald yeah, Trump election. And we talked about that. He backed some terrible candidates, and it showed, the I think, the weakness of Trump because Trump just kind of assumed that if I get behind them, so many of my people are going to come out and vote for these guys. And, in fact, what we saw was Trump candidates did worse than other Republicans. In states where you had um, Georgia, for instance, where you had Brian Kemp and Herschel Walker, Brian Kemp got far more votes than Herschel Walker, which, pe which showed people were splitting the ticket. So Trump's voice was not as powerful as he thought it was. And that's yeah. what you're going to see. Um, we'll see what happens with, with the Republicans. Chris Christie is an interesting candidate. His numbers, he's so far down in the polls right now. Um, he's going to need a major surge uh, in order to, to actually, you know, take Trump or, or get anywhere close to that. I just don't know. I just don't know that he can do it. I don't know that there is enough momentum or fire within the, the primary voters in the party to push him up. Uh, to the level. Yeah, I don't I think, know that there's enough people in the primaries who want to get rid of Donald Trump. I just don't know. I, I think the only way he gets traction is if he can debate uh, get Trump to join them in a debate. And Trump is not going to let that happen. He, obviously, he's, he's running scared. And that, he's you know, that's scared. the kind of stuff during this debate. I hope they all spend a lot of time saying, hey, you know, is the guy who says he should be president again too busy dealing with his legal issues or too afraid to talk to us? You know, that's the kind of stuff they'll need, need to say. And, uh, but, you know, other than, other than Chris Christie, I don't know if that will happen. Got to wrap it up. We went way over. We usually do. We're always playing Beat the Clock. Always happens when uh, Warren D. Robinson joins me. Check him out at warrendrobinson.com. He does phenomenal work, and I'm so glad he shares that with us here on The Price of Business.